Haribo. So, um, I'll just uh, <coughs> respond to uh, a few questions that I got from last week's talk and hopefully roll it into the topic for tonight. Last week, um, for those who went, weren't here, I'll just summarize very quickly. We spoke about the spiritual path, the path to enlightenment is often practiced in two ways. One way is what's called the ascending process, where a person tries by their own qualification, by their own goodness, by their ability, their intelligence, strength, the basha or um, austerity and sacrifices to attain the highest spiritual realization. That is an extremely difficult path that no one will really actually succeed in because in order to succeed, we actually need divine grace. That path or that process is referred to as the descending process or the path of revelation where it is not dependent upon how good I am, how great I am, how uh, together I am. And I spoke of an example where a person could be in the very last moment of their life and utterly wasted their life being the most sinful and degraded of persons who is perhaps an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever, and lying in the gutter even, at that moment approaching death, where that person, at least even mentally, if they're unable to do it physically, cries out, and their prayer is something like this. I am unworthy. I have done no good in my life. There is not even one good quality within me. And at this moment, I feel I have no shelter. You are my only protection. And even though I am so undeserving, nonetheless, I take shelter in you. When a person, if a person did this, they can be instantly blessed with spiritual realization and spiritual experience. Patanjali in his Yoga Sutra, he referred to this process after describing the great difficulty of the Ashtanga Yoga process. And he was speaking about the attainment of the highest level of Samadhi. And then he just threw out this verse, 
Ishwara Paranidhananda Bhan. That even, even, or not even, also, or in Sanskrit, sometimes this term va, um, as Krishnamacharya has stated, can be emphasizing that by complete and utter surrender to Ishwara, one can attain the highest condition of Asampragyata Samadhi. So, we mentioned that in almost all religious or spiritual traditions, we see a commonality amongst those who are great spiritualists, those who have attained the highest experience of God or self-realization as well, that they all had a common quality of humility, of profound humility. And this process, the descending process, is the process of um, in Patanjali, described as pranidana. This is complete supplication. This is complete surrender and great devotion to Ishwara. So then some people, a number of people have actually then asked me, so is God person? Is he a person? Who, who, what exactly are you praying to? Who are you praying to. And there is much confusion around this subject. There are a certain category of people that belong to a particular school of thought who have had a very great influence in India and around the world that propagate the idea that the absolute truth, the highest truth, is ultimately impersonal. This highest truth is described as Brahman. But this is not the original Vedic teaching which taught that the highest truth can be experienced in three features as Brahman, Paramatma, who is the Lord within our heart, and as Bhagavan as a transcendental personality. In all of these cases, it is possible to express this feeling of humility, but most particularly with the feature of Paramatma and Bhagavan, the personal feature of God, one is able to, in a very profound way, to seek this shelter is called a shraya. It is the nature of each living being to need shelter. We are looking always for shelter. Our problem is because we are overwhelmed with this false idea that this body is me. And so I seek to take shelter in different ways, stimulating my mind, stimulating my body, looking for happiness, looking for shelter, looking for some place where my heart will not feel this emptiness. 
the nature of the jiva, the nature of the living being, is that you are a person. Your personhood is not something that comes from your body. Your body is not a person. The instant that you are removed from the body, the body, it becomes very unattractive. You don't want to handle it. You don't want to hang out with it. You don't want to put it in bed with you. You don't want to do any of these things, even if it is somebody that is very dear. The body is not a person. In Sanskrit, this is called Purusha. Purusha. Purusha means person. It is the characteristic of all living beings. And when I say all living beings, I am saying anything that displays the symptom of life. The symptom of life is a way to identify the presence of this spiritual particle, Jiva Atma. This spiritual particle has this characteristic of being a person, Purusha. We were talking a little earlier in the other class that we did in the other hall, that you see people that have relationships with a pet, an animal. They become very involved. They actually identify that it's not like a machine. There's actually somebody in there looking back at me. There's somebody relating to me. And I feel I can pour my love out into this being. And this being loves me back. Unfortunately, this cannot fulfill this need that you have for love, which is a spiritual need. Inside that dog or cat or bird body is a person. The living being, the Purusha. It is not that you are simply impersonal, Brahman. No, the living being means that there is person there. And the highest feature of the Absolute as either Paramatma or Bhagavan is also Purusha. But he is a different kind of Purusha. Patanjali describes this when he is describing this Ishwara. He describes him as a Purusha Vishesha. Vishesha means not just different, it means a very special type of personality, a very special person. Yes, it is true that I am a spiritual being, aham brahmasi. But this is only one feature of who I am. I have not only a spiritual essence as brahman or spiritual, I also have a natural position where I fit in relation to others, in relation to any greater manifestation, which we might address as God or higher power. 
and I have an eternal and natural function. I have this profound desire for relationship and for love. I will even express it towards another living being who is in a dog or cat body. So great is my desire for relationship. The perfection of your life is when you reconnect with this Lord of your own heart, who is the Parampurusha, the Supreme Person, and engage in an eternal and loving relationship. This is the perfection of yoga. This is the perfection of life. This is the great deficit in our life and why we always will feel uncomfortable and unhappy without having this connection. When you engage in this process of mantra meditation, the chanting of these sacred sounds, these transcendental names, it is the most efficient and effective way to be able to experience the reality of spiritual realization and to be able to re-establish this connection with the Lord of our heart. So that's it. Okay, or what? <laughs> this is what you need. This is what you are looking for. This is the cure for loneliness. This is the cure for emptiness of heart. This is the cure for a lack of happiness. This is the cure for a lack of fulfillment. This is the cure for a lack of anything in your life. And this is the only way in which these things will be fulfilled. Is that okay, boss? <laughs> Anybody have a question? If not, What's that? I can't I can't hear so well, sorry. Huh? You have to speak it loud to Dave. Okay, good, good for you. Good, good for you. Definitely a good thing to do in life. The less, the less pain and suffering we cause to others, the better. But we should also learn how to help, truly help others. We are all in need of spiritual food. This chanting of these transcendental sounds 
make it so that we are feasting upon spiritual food.